You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat act as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character, while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy. Githrin is the head cultivator, a follower of a, um, a nature god known as Yulashti, and he has um, he's taken you to his uh, his his little cottage that's nearby the um, the print flowers the print fields, uh, and you can see out out the back of his house he had a bunch of um, a bunch of sort of trials set up for us to undergo so that he can see if we are dexterous enough and if we are light on our feet enough and intelligent enough and a whole bunch of other things to to do this correctly what do the prin prin flowers look like that is a good question it's sort of a, a cross between a tulip and a rose and at this stage of the development they are sort of a lilac uh, lilac slash pink i will give you the i'll give you the de uh, the description it starts uh, the the print flower starts as a small white bud the bud goes through the color spectrum. Uh, this is in character as well. You can uh, uh, Githrin is Githrin as he as he as he uh, get, gathers you all, um, sort of starts to describe to you what the 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 process of the print flower is. Um, a lot of the people present already know because they've lived their life in um, Dolbin Illawad. Uh, but for your benefit and a couple of others, he um, he explains that the print flower starts as a small white bud. The bud goes through uh, the color spectrum, um, all the way through the color spectrum, ending at a light violet the night before the full moon. And then on the morning, it flushes hot pink. Uh, and then it fades to a light pink uh, over the course of that day. And uh, at night, at nightfall, the bud blooms out into four sepals, uh, hiding four, uh, eight petals underneath it. Um, Sorry, that's that's during the day. So during the day, the bud is blooming um, into four sepals and eight petals, and then by the night of the full moon, the petals are bright white, and the stamen is glowing faintly golden. It superficially resembles a tulip or a rose, and it has a long, thin stalk and very sparse leaves. He explains all of this to you as you go, and uh, and and. And uh, he's got some pictures that he shows you as well. He explains the different cycles, um, and as and he takes you across to the edge of the field and shows you um, that they are currently in the stage of um, the night before. Effectively, the bud is still tightly closed, and the four sepals are closed around the petals, holding it all tight. Um, but you can see through the sepals, uh, well, the sepals themselves, and also you can see like just the flushes of the um, the petals on the tops of the sepals. Um, you can see that that sort of faint uh, tulip, uh, the faint um, lilac color. So this is the day before. So as of t as of this evening, they will go into a light violet color, and then tomorrow morning they'll be hot pink, um, and then they start to bloom, and then tomorrow night they'll be bright white. Um, so he explains further that during the um, the process, uh, you you take every part of it they try to use every part of the flower um they grow they first harvest the sep uh, the sepals or the sepals depending on whether you're american or english um they, they harvest the uh sorry the leaves come first so you harvest the leaves from the um the plants uh that's at the time that the bloom starts to first uh, flower out so that can be done during the day 
and then the sepals once the sepals are once the petals are completely um, visible you take the sepals off and they can be used in uh, in, in a different um, uh, he, he doesn't go into what they're used for yet but he says that each of the things are used in different elements of potion making and um, um, alchemy uh, once the petals are completely op open and the stamen is visible um, and the stamen is fa glowing faintly white he says there's a there's a particular time of night that you just kind of have to feel out and he gets he's used to it over many 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 decades of doing this um, that you take the petals at that point and then towards the end of the night um, like towards morning you take the rest of the head uh, for the stamen and everything and then the the uh, right before morning light like right before morning light you want to take the stalks and you you take everything except the roots and then the roots over the course of the next month grow another flower um, so there's very particular times of night that you need to times of day and night that you need to um, uh, harvest each individual part of the flower and hence you uh, you need to uh, you need to be particular about when you're harvesting and, and who you're who you're getting along for the harvest so that they're they're harvesting the right time for each one otherwise you're not getting the the most out of the magic magic potential within the leaves and things so it's a tricky little uh, quick tricky little job but he's um he's 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 going to try his best to train you up over the course of tonight uh, the rest of today and tonight um to uh to to get to the point where he can at least get a semblance of some stocks back by tomorrow uh, by by for the next month this coming month about the same size as a tulip or ro rose yes no all good edger don't worry about it uh, what happens to a printflower after the night of a full moon? Does it start dying? Does it vibe until the next month? So if you do not pluck it during the full moon, it starts to wither uh, over the course of the next two days. So the next day you can still you can still harvest it the day after a full moon uh, at each of those particular times, but all of the magic will be a lot less potent. Um, and, if, and the day after that, the, there's no magic in it. It becomes an, um, a mundane flower. Uh, and then after that, it, it will have wilted away entirely. It'll just be wilted and withered and, and like a dry, dry husk. Um, and then the next month won't be as potent because it has to then grow grow against dead material first before it can break through into its own thing. So pruning it back to, entirely to the roots actually helps the next flower to be more potent. It's a good thing those elves don't need sleep. That's correct. The moon is always up at night. Yeah, so on the, on the night of a full moon, it'll be... Um, It'll be uh, up for, for the most part. It's the, the magic is most potent as well when the moon, when the, the night is clear, and on nights when you can see the full moon for the longest time. So there are certain times when they um, when they know that a particular harvest is going to be um, specifically important. This is just a this is he hasn't mentioned anything about like oh and this was the most important night as well because there's a full moon for longer or blah blah blah. It's just a regular full moon, I guess, and he's expecting weather to be adequate. How many flowers and fields have they got to harvest in a single night? Uh, it's it's one. I suppose you could argue it's two fields. It's one large field, um, but it's thousands of flowers. Potentially around a thousand or so. Thankfully, you won't be the only one doing it. Most of the most of the um, uh, the, the town pitches in because this is their primary source of economy. So, um, what we need to do is uh, we need to uh, we need to start the trials effectively. So, what he uh, what he says is 
So, uh, it, as you can tell, it's quite a tricky little um, operation that we run here. Uh, that's why it takes years and years, entire lifetimes of, of dedication to, uh, to cultivate the flowers into what we need them to be. And it's why we can create such potent uh, salves as to heal bones and uh, seep right down into the muscles. You, you saw for yourself how, um, how badly Kaylin's legs were damaged. Uh, and the very next day she was walking again because of the salves of, uh, that were cultivated from the, the prince. So unfortunately, um, it, it's quite a delicate operation that we run. Um, so I do have to put you through some trials just to gauge your, uh, your, your level of, uh, ability to help. Um, uh, even if don't, don't stress or strain if you're, if you're, if you're, un, if you're not up to the task, it's perfectly fine. I can, I can still utilize you. You're, you're still a willing pair of hands and that's fine. There's plenty to do around on the night. There's, there's sorting, uh, and there's, there's moving boxes and things. There's, there's manual labor that needs to be done that, uh, that I'm sure I'll be able to find a use for you. It's just, I need the most dexterous people to, to be out in the field. Um, not only that, but the most perceptive among you as well. Uh, I have, I have need for, uh, for you to be able to spot when the, when each individual flower starts to bloom. Uh, unfortunately, they don't all do it simultaneously. Uh, that would be very useful. But they do not do it all simultaneously. You need to be able to stand at the side of a field and pick out when one of them starts to bloom and then pick your way to it without crushing the others and start to pluck it before uh, the rest have, have uh, gotten too far. As soon as the, um, uh, as soon as the, the sepals have started to, uh, to withdraw, um, you only have a, f a matter of minutes to, to, pluck the uh, to pluck the sepals from the, the flower, otherwise they lose their potency. Um, which isn't the worst thing in the world. The sepals are useful for a very particular job, but um, they're, not, uh, they're not the most versatile. Uh, the petals are really wh where most of the magic lies. Uh, how's Apis's ribs doing at the moment? Just in RP, in meta too, are we at disadvantage? Yes, so in physical tasks, like uh, anything manual labor wise, um, if you are lifting anything heavy, you would be at disadvantage. Um, uh, so yes, your broken ribs would currently be um, giving you a disadvantage on physical tasks. Um, obstacle courses, potentially, depending on the obstacles. We did heal our ribs once, yes, Wraith, but it's not quite finished. Um, I said that if we did it, uh, if we if we cast cure wounds on our ribs every morning for a certain amount of time, um, it would speed up the process. So instead of taking the natural amount of time to heal, like i.e. weeks potentially, our cure wounds every morning would would speed that process up, but it wouldn't do it in a day. How long does Zephyr Strike last again? It lasts for a minute or concentration. So you might drop concentration by accident or on purpose, um, but it lasts for one minute otherwise. I'm almost certain. <clears throat> might be better on the day, yes. So we, uh, tomorrow morning, if we cast your wounds on ourselves again, um, then potentially it would um, we'd be fine before the night. That being said, the first trial is about how well you can pick out um, pick out which of the flowers is blooming. If you'd like to stand over here, please, and he gestures over to the beginning of this uh, this obstacle course of sort. Uh, we could, if we still have a spell slot, we can cure wounds ourselves before bed tonight, and that might help. That would definitely help, rather. Um, he gets a box, uh, a cardboard box, and he and he plunks it down, and in it uh, are lots of rocks, tiny little rocks, each of them pretty much spherical, but uh, river rocks, just smooth rocks. 
each of them is uh, each of them is painted um, with a different uh, a different shade of purple um, all around about the lilac kind of shade. But in amongst them, maybe one in every twenty or so, um, there are uh, light uh, hot pink rocks as well. Um, and he's painted them all up, and he's got like a hundred rocks in these box, this box, and he sort of just he, he kind of mixes them together and shows you like each of the rocks, and he says, okay. Obviously, these are uh, representing the the colours of the the leaves that you'll be looking for. Um, I'm going to head across there and I'm going to start tipping them out and I want each of you to in turn uh, raise your hand when you think you've seen one of the uh, one of the pink ones uh, and point in the direction that you saw it um, and this will this will help me to ascertain how sharp your eyes are for discerning colors and and at the, the moment that the the sepals start to open he walks across to the other end of the uh, the, the this little cordoned off area that he's got and he grabs a few handfuls of them and then he just <laughs> scatters them up and out into the air in, the, in this sort of shower of like a dozen different things. Um, I need uh, us as Apis to make a perception check. So we can see down there we are um, we are proficient in perception. For anyone who's joined, this is how this works. Uh, we are proficient in particular skills. These are our base skills, strength, dex, con, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. Uh, so we take perception, which is a wisdom-based one, plus two. But because we are proficient in it, we had to add another two. So we, add, we take our roll and we add four. Of course, that's already accounted for in the command. So we get a nine, we rolled a nine, plus four, we get a 13. So we um, we get ourselves ready and we, we look, we, we instantly sort of uh, realize to ourselves that as a dwarf, we're at a bit of a disadvantage. The um, the elves usually have a little bit of a, a keener eye. So he scatters these things in the air. We're, we, we're pretty sure we've seen one. And as we stick our hand up to like show that we've seen it and, and then gesture out in the direction, we also see another one off to the side. We uh, point out in two directions um, and then we kind of hazard a glance to either side and you can see that there's a the guy next to us is holding out two fingers as well he's pointing to the two of them and then a third one comes down and he points to another one that we missed as it hits the ground um so there were a few in there that we uh, that we a couple that we caught but one that we missed um and he looks across the last lot of you and sort of nods and then he brings out another handful and <laughs> scatters it into the air i'm gonna see it's like a uh, it's more of a an average do we pass more than we fail Uh, so with the, the next one, uh, 23, we we um, are not put off by the fact that as he throws them up in the air, the, the the guy on our other side immediately just like points at something and we, we're like thrown a little bit, but then he kind of re he retracts his hand and realizes, and you realize it's a false, false start, false alarm. Uh, we see one right before it hits the ground though, and we point at it and we look around and see that um, uh, there were only two of us that actually caught this one. Um, and he gestures and he sort of nods and looks around the group and he's taking mental notes it seems and then he grabs the last of the rocks and he just <laughs> scatters them up into the air uh, last of the three see if we succeed more than we fail uh, natural one on this one um, so with, the, with this one wait perception did 
Did I do that right? Yeah, perception plus four, yeah. I doubted myself for one thing there. Um, with this last one, uh, we, we're sort of, uh, we here, let's see. We're, as we're, as we're, um, as we're looking, uh, we, we, we get nudged by some guy who was over eager and like pointed at one of them before it was even like thrown in the air and it kind of knocks us and we, we turn to him to see that he was okay. And by the time we turn back, they've all hit the ground and we, we missed, we missed them all that one. Um, so we, he goes, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I thought I just saw one. I, I, and then he takes a step away from us to make sure. Him, and, uh, and, and, um, Githrin looks around and he looks down at the ones that landed and he sort of nods and then he gestures and we all come over to the, uh, the floor and, and he, and he starts to pick them up back up again. And we all sort of pitch in and start to pick them up as well. Um, he says, uh, some very keen eyes among, among you. Yes. That's very, um, very useful um what the guy off to our left goes I'm, I'm i'm sorry and he goes no it's it's fine as i say we're not all suited for every job this is about my way of working out what we are suited for uh you're not out of the running yet you you won't be there to see uh, if the sepals are turning but uh you know we'll uh, we can use you in other ways and uh he sort of takes him off to the side and uh, a couple of the, the others as well uh, one or two of the others um he, he kind of dismisses them as not the ones that are going to be watching out but he says to us, um, I'm going to want you standing at the side of the field, uh, if nothing else, then to, to check if the uh, sepals are turning. Um, unfortunately, this is a bit of a two-parter. Um, it's one thing to know where the flowers are, it's another to get to them without trampling the others. Uh, the, the flowers by, def by design are um, they're tight, compact, tightly compact. They, uh, they grow more in potency if they can intermingle their roots. It's almost like... It's almost like the plants will talk to one another. They'll communicate. Then their roots become a network, and so the closer you can plant them together, the better for the potency of the magic. But the harder it is to actually uh, uh, harvest them. So the next event is this one, and he points to his back, and you can see that there is um, there's basically a, a bunch of small logs. Each log is only about that round. Uh, just a, a, just like hundreds of these logs that have been cut down into small uh, chunks, about yay high. Um, and, and just like compacted up right next to each other um as you're now up against them and see this like this this blanket of uh hundreds of of logs you can see that each of them is uh, has got like a cross on the top um just like in red and then uh every so often there's a there's a hot pink one that is um that is pink that is um got like a it's just been completely colored in with hot pink and he says you can see i'm sure from here that there are certain ones that are the blooming uh, flowers and you need to be able to get to them without crushing any of the ones that are and then he points out and you can see that some of the uh, flowers actually aren't uh, red crosses they are violet crosses um, and he says the ones that are the red crosses they you are able to stand, step on those areas they're, they're the, the areas that we have specifically and strategically not planted in so that you can we can use them as footholds and uh, um, and stepping stones through the through the fields. I will need you to get to each of these flowers uh, in turn. I will call out a number. You will go to that number, and you wonder what he means. And so you go and have a closer look, and you can see that in the middle of the yellow, uh, the pink um, painted top is a a black number that's coloured. And he says, "You will find the number. You will you will get yourself yourself to the number quickly, and you will harvest it at that point." 
I will be watching to see if any of you step on any of the purple flowers. Uh, that's the ones that we do not want, wish for you to trample as you go. It'll be a, a difficult one, but I'm sure you'll uh, I'm, sh I'm sure you'll manage your best. And again, this doesn't say anything uh, against you if you if you uh, fail. It just helps me to know which of you are the most adept at helping me with this particular situation. What we need to do now is we are going to be making a. Um, it's going to be a. Uh, which one was it? Where did I write it? Um, we've already we've already trialed our perception. So from that, I'm going to say that whenever he calls a number, we're able to very quickly find it because we we passed more than we failed with the um, the the trial. Uh, Mel is with us. Mel's Mel's flying around. She's she's close by. We can we can call her over if we need her for any reason. But she's not immediately uh, in this circumstance. We've got a decent dex. Um, we've got a glowy dex, which means that if we have to make a dexterity saving throw, we get to add uh, another two. It means that we're proficient in strength and dexterity saving throws. Why don't we get our bee companion to go around the flowers, see which is actually blooming and good to pick. It's a bee show, so it should know. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good idea, mystical gun. So our bee companion could um, could help us out. She could she could be a, an advantage on the perception checks on the day when she when it actually comes to being like picking out those flowers. She will um should be able to help us potentially. Um, so we're not actually picking flowers at the moment, Mister Gulgun. So I'm not sure I'm not sure um that uh, that Mel would be able to help us with the actual trial of the situation. But we can call her over just for moral support if we want. Call out the readied ones. Yeah, we should. We'll do it when when it actually comes time to actually ha doing the harvest. I'm sure. We're trying to be cautious, not acrobatic. <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to do flips. All right. These are we're currently doing uh, tests, but for the actual plants, Mel should be able to help. Yes. So we line up. Um, we watch. Uh, it's a one at a time trial. This one. We watch um, as one of the elves darts around. Um, Githrin calls out numbers. This guy dump, jumps from one uh, from one um, log to another, trying to only land on the, the red ones. Um, and as he gets to the number called, he just reaches down and touches it. And then another number's called, and he turns around, he scans, he sees where it is, he jumps across, boop, 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 and it's a timed trial, time trial, effectively. Um, so he uh, he does he does relatively well we think uh, and then he turns around and and comes back eventually it's our turn we step up to the mark he calls out a number uh, i don't need a perception check because we've already established that we were better than we were bad at perception um and so we find the number quickly now it's a it's a matter of being able to get to it so uh, athletics seems i mean that's to do with jumping like jumping but it seems like a dexterity-based athletics check. So it's going to be using our dexterity, but using our athletic ability to like spring and jump. It's We're not doing flips. We're not doing any tricksy things. So it's not acrobatics. It's more about pure power of boom. Can, can, we, um, can we use our athletic ability? So we are proficient in athletics, uh, which means we get to add our proficiency modifier to our dexterity. So we're going to do a um, an athletics check It'll be an athletics check plus one, effectively. So I will do so. It will be whatever this skill is rolled, plus one. Uh, skill, athlete. Here goes. All right, so first, 17. He calls out a number. We look around. It's relatively close to us. Boom, boom, boom. We're, we're there within three, um, 
Within three bounds, we are at it. We reach down, we touch it, it instantly calls out another number. We turn around, we see it immediately. It's pretty close by. We are going to go for it. I don't think I need another recap just yet. Twitch Tales, thank you, Nightbot. Um, athletics, and that's a plus one as well, so that was an 18. Uh, that is an, that is a five plus four, that's a nine total. Um, this second one, uh, we bound over to it, we touch it, he's, uh, he, we, we think we did well, we turn around, uh, he calls another number out, and um, and as, we, as we're about to bound away to it, we look down and realize we're standing on a purple one. Uh, he has noticed that as well. You don't know Mel's stats, correct? You do not know Mel's stats, as it is meant to be, because she is not yet your actual pet. If you decide to take Beastmaster Ranger at level 3, then you can choose to have Mel as your actual Beastmaster pet if you want. The new alert is in, correct. Oh no! But for now she's her own thing. So you um, you call out the, the th uh, he calls out the third number and you bound off to look for it, to get to it. Uh, athletics, here goes. Uh, she's fully grown, yes, she's fully grown. All right, that is a seven total. So we are uh, noticing as we bound in, the first one was pretty close. The second one feel, felt a little bit far and we ended up landing on a purple flower to get there. This time we realize this is getting further away and you, and you think, I've got stubby little dwarf legs and these, these footholds that were deliberately planted here to help them get around were designed for lanky elves. I don't know if I'm the best person for this. And as we're kind of athleticing across, we realize that we're going to be, we're going to end up landing on a bunch of flowers. Um, do we want to use our, uh, do we want to use our once per day lucky horseshoe, which we currently have look over there? You can see in the battle map there, we've got a, a lucky horseshoe. Do we want to use it to re-roll that, um, that three plus four? That was a seven total. Or do we want to save it for later? That's, that's up to you guys. I'll just gauge the chat's general idea. It's a once per day ability that we can use this lucky horseshoe to re-roll. Mm. Save the shoe, save the shoe, ooh, use the shoe. All right, looks like there's a lot of, uh, lot of different of opinion, so um, I'll just put it down. Horseshoe. Save it. Use it. All right. Save it. Use it. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you one minute to decide. For anyone who doesn't know, the lucky horseshoe is an item that allows you to re-roll once per day. Um, I just rolled a three and got a total of seven. On our, on our last of the three athletics checks to see if we can get through this thing without landing on too many flowers. Um, we realize in the last moment we're going to be failing this last one. We succeeded the first. We probably failed the, last, the second because it was a nine. We're going to be failing this last one if we don't use it. So do we want to use it? Do we want to not use it? We're only like halfway through the trials. We've got more trials to go. So if we use the shoe, we will re-roll that last athletics check. If we don't use the shoe, we will save it for another another trial, which is to come. It doesn't always help, but it, when you've rolled a three, 
there's not much it can't be much worse the chances of it helping with a three is pretty good all right so 79 percent of people say to save it so we're going to save it so you realize in the last moment i'm not going to make this and you uh you sure enough you step on uh two two uh further purple flowers in order to get to the next one you call it out um, and he says that that will do thank you i I've, I've got a fairly good idea of what you're capable of now from that so um i appreciate it uh, just off to the side there and we'll continue with the next and you say sorry i, I think i stepped on it. he goes it's it's fine I, I i got an idea of what you're capable of um and then he continues the next one three seven twelve and he calls the next numbers out as the guy jumps through it uh we step off to the side and uh, and kind of just watch in anticipation of what's happening um and so uh after after the trial he says so um uh i i i i appreciate that the the uh spacing is used mostly for uh people of more our our stature and you're a little bit larger but um uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing yeah we can we can always afford to uh, to lose a few um flowers if we need to uh so uh, as a last resort i will i will i'll keep you at the side of the field for viewing but i might not ask you to uh to run and jump around until until it's a it, it's one that you feel like you're uh able to get to um will you might be able to assist the others in in deciding uh which ones are blooming and and help them help help direct them to the the, the ones that are blooming um yeah they often never said step on one flower and you're dead like it's it, there's they can there's there's always room for error they plant as many as they can so that they can maximize their yield but there's always uh there's always damage and collateral damage and these sorts of things. Scottish is always a good accent. <laughs> all of the other candidates are elves, yes. They're all, mostly, most of them are from Dolbin Illawad, the town that they are in. Um, but uh, there's one, Verin's there, I think. Verin's helping and he's from um, the other one that I always goddamn forget. Uh, myth, Myth, where is it? Uh, Helwurin. Helwurin. Why do I not remember how to say bloody hell? Helwurin. I remember Dolbin Illawath, but Helwurin always, always eludes in my mind. Um, Verin's coming back or already back? Oh yeah, that's right. So he was. He said that he would leave and come back in the morning with with help. So Verin's not there right now, but he he's he's been here before. He knows how um, he knows how this stuff's happened. He's going to be back in the morning with help, um, or at least that's what he said anyway. If they can afford any help. So the next one is about plucking of. So he's done the. So the petals can be uh, the the leaves can be done through the day. So you can take your time with that. You can just. Uh, calmly walk through them and take the leaves uh, the sepals have to be very time sensitive and uh, as soon as they've opened you've got like a minute a few minutes to to uh, harvest them or they're gone um, but now it's a matter of can you uh, actually are you dexterous and nimble enough and precise enough with your hands to be able to actually pluck what is necessary uh, what is needed to pluck and nothing more So he says, um, "There's a uh, there's a bit of a, a game over here that I'd like to play with you. Um, it's it's actually uh, adapted from a children's game that uh, my my children used to play. Um, so you might uh, you might recognise it." And he he puts down um, he puts down almost like a plate, like a shallow plate, a shallow bowl. Um, and then he gets a bunch of uh, sticks and twigs, um, and he just kind of 
pl plonks them into the bowl and it makes like this this tangled mess of twigs in all different directions and he says there's actually um a bit of a game here uh and he takes out a bunch of smaller tiny little pebbles and things and he like plonks them down on top of these these sticks and they kind of come to rest on top of them and he says you need to be able to uh, you need to be able to pluck certain uh, the, the the most amount of sticks that you can from this game uh, without dropping the uh, marbles or the, the the stones into the dish below. Uh, they make a nice loud clattering sound, which is why we've got the dish there. It makes it makes it easy to see if you've failed at the game. But um, if you can pluck from these things, it's it's it it's as close as I've found to actually manipulating the same uh, same skills in a person as actually. Um, as actually uh, plucking from the sepals of the, fl the flowers. So uh, uh, let's, ha let's have a little game of uh, Elvish Kaplunk. Yeah, uh, have a little have a little game, shall we? Um, uh, and then you and then you step up and do your do your do your best effectively. So what we are doing here is the best out of three of a sleight of hand check. So we are not. You can see that sleight of hand is not one of the things that we are proficient in. So it's going to be a straight dexterity roll for us. We do not add our proficiency modifier. It's called Mikado here. Okay. It's, I've heard, heard it called Pick Up Sticks or Kaplunk. Or there's a similar game in. There's a similar game called the, There's a Yeti in My Spaghetti. <laughs> I've played that one before as well. Um, I didn't come up with an Elvish name for it. I'm sure. Kerplunk. Kerplunk with like. Like. like uh, um, I don't know. What are they called? Uh, Sky commas, what the fuck? Apostrophes, there we are. Apostrophes and dashes and weird places and like double R and two L's or something. You know. Pick up sticks. Kerplunk. Um, so, uh, slide of hand check. Skill. Slight. Sky commas, that's what they're called, yeah. All right, so first, first one, 21. Oof. Oof, sky commas. Yeah, that's what they're called. Um, we pluck a whole bunch of sticks, and they are, and it's, and we're doing real well. We're real proud of ourselves. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing, we're proving ourselves very dexterous. But then it starts to get a little harder. Second time, second round of this game. Fifteen. It's pretty good pretty good we're feeling pretty pretty confident about our ability to uh to pluck the needed flowers and petals and stamen it's getting a little bit harder as the as the marbles are getting closer and closer to the plate and there's fewer and fewer sticks holding them up we're doing harder and harder with the last one we it makes sense that we were doing slightly worse and worse each round all right Still a success though, Ajo says, as if she's implying she knows what the DC of that check was. So we, um, <laughs> yeah, the statement's a wee bit trickier. So uh, we we do a, we do a decent job. Uh, we think we're, it's just water. It's water in an LMP bottle. We um, we do a decent job. We feel like we've we get to towards the end, uh, and as we get to the as we get to the end, uh, we we count up the number of sticks we've got. We've not got the most out of everybody there, but we've we've done we've done a, a decent job. We've got a huge chunk of them before any of the uh, marbles fell into the, the plate for us. 
uh, and and therefore eliminated us. Um, the game finishes up for the last few remaining people in there, and there's one guy who is like he's he's really like you can see that the the work on his his face and fingers as he's as he's pulling against one of the like there's only like four twigs in there. But he is using the one that he's got to manipulate the others up into up into like a little groove and a little V shape between the two of them that are left, so that they've got support that he can then pull around and push and prod and poke and and he gets the stick out no problem, until eventually there's just three sticks and uh, and all three sticks are in like a triangle formation and they're holding up all the remaining the marbles, and the last two are like there's no way of getting getting those out. And so they just grab them and whip them real quick, and they've technically got them before the marbles fall into the into the tray. And he, he's kind of like, yeah, okay. And he goes, right. Uh, he says, you are my. Um, I suppose you're my primary picker, then, aren't you? <laughs> sort of laughs and claps him on the shoulder and uh, moves on. Um, the next one is the. So that's the uh, stamen. That's the petals. The the general sort of flower. Uh, this is going to be a. Uh, right, yeah, the next one is his nature check. Start around the edges to start with, we won't step on anything. We could do that if they if they bloomed from the outside in, but unfortunately the flowers don't do that spiral. They bloom at whatever time they need to bloom. Uh, first one could be in the middle, meaning we'd have to get there, exactly. So, um, the next thing, he's, he takes us over to the chest on the on the table that I mentioned at the end of the last one you see a little chest uh, he gets out a key and he unlocks it and then he uh, opens it up and you can see there's um there's a bunch of photograph well photographs not it's not photograph time it's portraits i guess hand hand drawn portraits and and uh, and paintings he brings out a bunch of these things and he says right um the problem with the next one is once we've once we've plucked the the, the leaves the stamen and the petals we need to be able to um uh, to pluck the stamen, uh, the, the remaining head of the plant, uh, right at the right at the right moment, uh, you see, um, and that requires a little bit more expertise on uh, on the knowledge of these plants and uh, and when when they are ready to be pluck, plucked. The uh, as I said before, the petals the petals are to be plucked at the right time of night, but there's no visible clue per, per se. Uh, it's more of a feeling that I've developed over millennia. Uh, over centuries, not millennia. <laughs> he hasn't been alive millennia. Um, so I'm going to do my best to explain to you. I'll, I'll walk you through all of these slides uh, to show you the different various stages of the night, very, very, uh, um, very specific stages of the night. And then I'll do my best to explain it to you over the, uh, over the rest of the day. And then I'll be testing you on these and, and seeing if you can uh, you can work out when it's right to pluck the petals and when it's right to pluck the heads. I think they should reorganize their work, have someone whisper spell pairs, one pointing out the flowers in the area while their partner is, and several pairs covering the fields so there's not as much movement. Yeah, it could work that way, but I mean, there's still going to be a lot of confusion between like, that one next year, and you're like, I'm in, I'm in a field of flowers, how, how are you going to describe the specific one that you're pointing out to me? You'd have to come up. You'd have to also spend time on coming up with a system of like code words for like uh, twelve o'clock, um, three hundred feet, blah blah blah. You'd have to you'd have to be able to come up with like narrowing it down. And at that point, is it not just easier to just? Actually, I can see it. I'm going to go to it. 
the implication that there isn't any gap between the rows. Yes, there's no rows. There's no rows left into this field because that wouldn't maximize the potential of the uh, the, the power that comes from the plants. Instead, it's like they've just chosen an area to not plant four plants, and that's like just enough just enough room for a foot, and then from there to the next one to the next one. So it's like horizontal rock climbing, effectively. Like there's rocks just on a wall, and you've got to pick out the the path through them that's going to get you to the place you need to be without landing on the, fl the plants. Um, these ones, unlike roses, are not all varied different heights. They all grow to a relatively, hu uh, um, relatively uniform uh, height. A clock face, but do elves, do they even have clocks? I don't know, Maybe, yeah, probably. They would have some kind of time marker, wouldn't they? I've never really thought about how time specifically works in my games. Like I imagine it's a 24 hour day because 24 is a nice da a nice number. In my world, four is a very particularly strong magical number, and so the, the weeks are eight days long because it's two fours. Uh, each month is four weeks long, exactly, um, and so on. There are 12 months in a year because it's a multiple of four. Lots of multiples of four in my world. Um, so I imagine 24 is just makes sense it makes the, the fewest um, issues for converting to from real life to uh, base 8 yeah I would have converted it to a base 8 or a base 12 system um, if I was that way inclined but that would take so much work on the on part of my um, like having to math out how much coins are and stuff like 8 silver to a co uh, um, 8 gold to a you know what I'm trying to say but I did not do that is going to try and try his best to teach us about the the plants uh, by sitting down and and talking. So basically, this is going to be a uh, a nature check to see if we can retain this information. Skill nature. So you can see that we are not proficient in nature, um, and so it's just going to be a straight intelligence roll. However, intelligence is our highest score with a plus three. So even without proficiency, we're still going to be getting a plus three to it. Boop. All right, so the first one, 16, pretty good. The first little lesson about the plants goes down well. Um, we feel like we retain the information. We, we, um, we understand what he's putting down. We, we understand the basics of what to look for. Now it's more intricacies. There's a little bit more detail about uh, the specifics. We, we understand all of the different stages now. We we can definitely tell between when the petals are opening to when the petals are fully open, but there's lots of like subtle differences in between. Uh, we're doing fairly well still. We're, we're, after the subtleties, we're still like feeling like we're picking out, okay, uh, I would need to look out for this and this and this, and then he shows you different pictures of them from different angles and under different lighting in case it's an overcast night or in case it's a bright moonlit sky. Um, in case your own shadow is over them and stuff, and he's showing you all these different photos from different angles, different lighting. We feel like we're pretty, getting a pretty good job of, uh, of picking out the different flowers. Um, with the last little bit, still pretty good, yeah. So we did very well on our, um, our, our little lesson, our little nature lesson there. Um, by the end of it, we're nodding along, we're picking things out. He starts to do a little bit of a quiz for us uh, just towards the end. Um, and we we work out. Yep, we can do this. We we're, I'm pretty sure we uh, we know what we're doing for this. Um, we know when to to harvest the petals properly. Good job, Nightbot. Thank you. 
for helping us. Um, the last little bit is uh, survival. The last little bit is about our ability to harvest um, harvest the stem and the the head and the the stem without killing the plant. So without destroying the roots of the plant, but getting enough of the stem that we can still use it in potions and things. Nightbot likes plants and hates wolves. <laughs> That's right. He walks you over to um, he walks you over to the last field um, that's set up. This not a field, sorry. The last little paddock that he's set up. Um, and he, uh, you see that in there is like um, a bed of sand. It's it, it's it's laid out um, in sort of wood wood curbs, as as it were, around this paddock. Um, and in the middle, it's dug out and filled with some sand. <clears throat> and in the sand, standing upright, are a bunch of sticks, a bunch of straight wooden sticks. Uh, he grabs a couple from the nearby and he pulls them up and he says, um, and he shows that the bottom edge is uh, coloured, the one that's dug down into the sand. It's coloured to a certain um, level and it's coloured in like a gradient. Um, and he says there's, a, 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 there's an amount of pressure that needs to be that needs to be applied when you're plucking the the stem so that you get just enough of the stem out of the um out of the the, the soil so you're getting as much of the stem as you can but when it becomes roots you've gone too far and that's you're, you're verging on uh, damaging the plant f um, for the next harvest so what we need you to do is we need you to um to be able to pluck these sticks to the point where they are just starting to peak the the uh, just starting to uh, peak the color without actually being able to see the color and the, uh, the closer you can get it the better effectively um, and at that point you, you you break the stick off at that point and then I go around and I he's Scottish again uh, Wales isn't he Welsh uh, boy oh dragon oh hello uh, at that point I'll go around and I'll I'll test out uh, how far how close you got to each of the, um, the getting the sticks to the surface and uh, and I'll be able to assess your abilities from that uh, this one will be a timed thing as well because um, this needs to be done right before the sunrise happens, and so there's there's the potency of the the magic within the stem goes down um, immediately upon sunrise striking the flowers, and so I uh, have to snap them. I have to have a knife of some kind. Um, he says that cutting them. I don't know. I don't know enough about floristry IRL. You cut you cut flowers on an angle, don't you? You cut them, you cut the stem on an angle to um, uh, promote growth within the the water. I I think you'd cut. I think cutting them would be fine. You can get a snippy snippy sticks in this case. Yeah, I will say. Um, I'll say. Yeah, you're allowed to cut them. You're allowed to cut them with a dagger. But that's not what he's testing. This this is testing about how you can pull the stem right up before before snipping it at the right point. He hands you a pair of secateurs, or elven elven uh, uh, dagger blades that are that are made into a snipping fashion, and you're like, oh, I think I've seen some of these in the tailor's shops. Uh, and you, you have a little practice with them, and then and then it's time to go. You got to run around and and try and uh, snip them at just the right height. So this is going to be a survival check. Skill survival. Cutting on an angle to promote growth. Yeah, trying to snap living plants doesn't work so well in my experience. There you go then. Uh, 
he's going to be cutting them. Alright, so first one, 14, that's pretty good. We, we, we feel like we're doing pretty well. We haven't seen the tip of red yet. We're not sure if we're getting too close to, uh, like we don't know how close we are getting. It could be that we've, we could have gotten further because obviously if you can see it, you've gone too far. So you pull it as far as you are willing to see it and then you cut it off and then you leave it for him to, to walk around and, uh, and, and see which ones you did and how well you did. Um, he comes, he sort of follows up around us, but like as we're, as we're walking around, he's following us around. Um, the, we, we, we get a little bit off put by that. We get like a little bit nervous about him being behind us and we start to, um, we start to maybe not, not pull up quite as high as we, as we could have, uh, erring on the side of caution though, I think, um, not, uh, not wanting to pull the, um, pull the, the color out of the ground we perhaps aren't getting as much of the stem as we could and then the last one is even worse um we start to get in our head i think we can choose to use the uh i'll put another poll here to see if we want to use the lucky horseshoe here um with that being a particularly bad one past the spotting failed the stepping uh then there was the dexterity one of the picking sticks uh, we passed the plucking. Um, then we passed the nature check. And now we're on the survival check. Uh, yes, use it. 81% of the vote says yes, use it. So we're going to use it. All right, so I will re-roll that last survival check, which was a, what was it? It was a seven, I think. Yeah, we got a seven total. Uh, we're going to re-roll that with a lucky horseshoe and get even worse. So we're going to take that seven. <laughs> Sorry, Lucky Horseshoe. Ah, Nightbot. He did so well for so many, so many of that today, that uh, session today. Um, so uh, we, we thankfully with Lucky Horseshoe, you can reroll and take either either one. So we're going to take the seven. We're going to take the original roll. Discard the shoe. Just fling it at someone. Um, one day it'll save our life, and then it'll be all worth it. Uh, so we we get in our heads towards the end of like oh god which is uh, am, I, am I doing it too much am I doing it too much you pull one uh, just out of nerves you kind of pull one up and you see the red come right out and you, and you kind of plug it back in but then you realize oh, it's too late and you, you just leave that one on the side and then pluck the next one and, and from that point on you just you're just way underestimating yourself it did save our life did it already save our life it probably has yeah I don't remember um, you you finish the trial. He follows up behind. Uh, he says, "Sir, uh, you are underestimating yourself. Uh, you see this. Look, uh, I'll, this one here, for instance. You only took this much off." And he takes uh, some of what you've got, and he says, "You've only taken this much off." Look, and then he pulls up, and he says, "This is almost as much again under there. You could have you could have pulled uh, much harder. Don't don't be don't be afraid of. Uh, I know it's your I know it's your first night doing this, but you'll you'll get you'll get." Uh, You'll get there with time, I, and and I do appreciate that you were erring on the side of caution rather than the other way around. I'd rather you not take as much of the stem, and and leave the plant alive. Um, so you know, just 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 be aware that you're you're taking a little less than you should you could be doing. But I think you did uh, reasonably well. It will save us when we throw it at someone. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, we 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 got rid of a um uh, a crit from a wolf bite once. Um, so we have finished his plucking trials, <laughs> his plucking trials. Um, 
and and uh, our abilities as a um, as a, a helper are being assessed. He sort of gets us all together and explains um, how we did, and and coddens us off into different groups. He says, "I think you will be good for 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 this the particular situation, and you will be good for this this part of the night. Uh, I'll need this. I'll need you guys for this and this and this." Uh, and he explains what he needs from each of you. Um, for Apis, he tells you that uh, he's going to need you to stand at the side of the field for uh, for Shof during the um, uh, during the uh, sepal flowering flight phase. Uh, basically, at nightfall, throughout the throughout twilight, effectively, it takes it takes just the the length of twilight for it to actually uh, flower. The leaves he'll leave you out of it for this. Um, he will have you there for preparation and for manual labor kind of stuff. Um, but he'll leave you out of the uh, the leaf plucking duties because although you are very dexterous with your plucking, you're not you're not uh, the best at, at jumping between the different plants to uh, to get to them. Um, he will have you there for helping with plucking leaves that you can get to around the outside of the field. Uh, he'll, st he'll start you with that effectively. Um, and then he will have you during the, the when night falls, he'll have you for your eyes, uh, being able to see where the flowers are plucking and helping the others direct them to him. Uh, he'll leave you out of the field unless he's he needs you. And then it comes to the uh, once the sepals are gone, then it's the then it's the uh, petals. And you are particularly good at your nimble dexterity. So again, you'll be plucking sepals and petals of flowers around the outsides of the fields when needed. Once the sepal, once the the leaves, the sepals, and the petals are gone, though, um, it's much easier for you to pick your way through the crowds without standing on flowers. And so at that point, you are good enough that you can you can do that for the final stages, which is the other time uh, time specific one, which is right before night, right before morning breaks. So morning uh, evening twilight and morning twilight mel does not have night vision as far as you know so for the final for the morning twilight uh there'll be enough of the flowers already um harvested that we can get to the, the rest of the remaining print we can pick our way through pluck the um petals uh, pluck the stam uh, the stamen and then um and then another pass through a moment later right before the sun comes up come back through and take the take the stems and that's the uh, that's the idea um he he wants us for those jobs in the morning he wants us to be well rested uh, he acknowledges that we are starting to uh, show signs of being a little bit sleepy because it's getting towards um towards evening now um and we've been working hard pretty much all day we had the uh, emotionally draining morning with the uh, the, the the um the mass funeral so we had a physical morning, then we had an emotionally draining one, and now we've got an intellectually taxing slash physically taxing as well for the um, the tasks as well. So it's been a been a big day for us, and we're we're getting pretty tired. Um, he says, uh, if you're interested in any way, um, I'm not I'm not I, I'm the head cultivator, um, but I'm not um, I'm not quite as as uh, onto the, the the use of these flowers as Delois is as the head apothecarist he says uh, Delois is the head apothecarist uh, and potion maker he can tell you a little more about what these uh, what these flowers are used for if you like um, uh, as well as perhaps give you more 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 idea of uh, exactly what to do with them once we have plucked them there are certain ways to um, certain ways to store them that I'll uh, 
I'll, I could te I can always test you on a little later, but I think for now you're a little tired, perhaps. Um, so we are we are thanked for our our help uh, tonight. We are thanked for taking part in the um, uh, the trials and thanked for our generosity in being here in the first place, just to just to even offer um, to to elves that were, would could otherwise be very um, xenophobic and not unwelcoming. Uh, we've just come in and, and offered uh, very selflessly, and and uh, uh, Githrin is very happy and very touched by our selflessness. So um, he thanks us for uh, for what we've done and uh, offers us. Uh, where, where were we staying last night? We stayed with uh, we still stayed in Delwar's house. He says um, I have a, a spare room here that Delwar stayed in uh, last night. I, I understand he offered you his house, but to save you the journey of of going all the way back. Um, I'm sure I can, I can send him a message or so, and uh, and and let him know that you're staying here if you like. Uh, of course, you can stay in Githrin's if you like. Uh, where would you guys like to stay the night? Would you like to stay with Githrin, this uh, the cultivator that we've spent the night with uh, with the trials? Do we want to uh, stay with Delwar, who is the head apothecarist, uh, or do we want to stay elsewhere? Do we want to try and sleep out in the wilderness or what have you? Mystical Gun doesn't trust this elf. Why not? Why does why does that part of Apis not trust this elf? Have a sleepover with our friend. Our, which of our friends? Our friend the uh, the bee. We could try and sleep sleep in the uh, stay in Githrin's house. He sounds elfish. <laughs> he is elfish. He's an elf, as is as is Delois. Delois is also an elf. You're in an elven village helping elves. With their elf problems, would we be inconveniencing anyone? No, it doesn't seem doesn't sound like it from what they're offering you. Delwa, go and stay with Delwa because he might be able to tell us more information about the flowers flowers over breakfast. Yeah, could be. Could sleep in the wilderness with our bedroll. We do have that as well. All right, seems like we've got a bit of a, a bit of a, a toss-up. Apis is indecisive. That is one of the the character traits of Apis Hive. So I will put it to poll. Where should we spend the night? Githrin. All right, with sixty-seven percent of the vote, we are going to stay with Dil uh, Githrin. Nobody voted to go and try and stay with somebody else. <laughs> Githrin's like, do you want to stay here? And you're like, nah, just gonna ask ask around anywhere else. Would have been odd, but I thought I'd give it as an uh, uh, as an option. At least they aren't the ass face elves. That's right. Uh, this is uh, thank you, Githrin. That's that's very kind of you. Um, I think I will take the that bed if you're uh, offering. Um, it'll save putting Delwar out, I suppose, um, and it'll save the, uh, the 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 journey to to back to town as well. He says, "I write. Yes, I understand. Um, I'll tell. Uh, I'll tell Delois that you're uh, you're not coming." Um, and then he uh, he makes a. Let's see. Delois isn't within range, is he? So he he sort of just gestures with his finger and to and, and points towards one of the other um, elves that are already leaving. They're already sort of at the top of the hill and heading back towards town. He says, "Which completely is silent to you." Uh, but then he, it's like he turns the volume back on again, and he starts to speak again. Says so um, he, he, he won't, uh, he won't head out this way, and he won't be uh, surprised if you don't turn up now. So that's fine. Um, right this way, right this way, then, and he takes you up onto the porch of his house. 
uh, and he and he sort of opens the the front door and uh, and you see this this sort of lounge this lovely uh, entrance hall it's kind of this cozy cozy uh, hunting lodge kind of uh, feel to it it's got this this um, uh, this this animal skin rug on the ground there's like a very uh, tightly packed um, te- uh, we used to call it a phone book table like uh, the sort of side table that you'd put keys and things on as you walk in. It's got one of those, but it's just got like this nice potted plant on it. Um, it's got uh, a rack on the side for his coats and overcoats and things, and a rack underneath for his footwear. Um, he says, "Make yourself at home. Make yourself at home." It's uh, just in just in here is the lounge, and he opens up this like really thick uh, oak door and opens it up into this this really nice hunting lodge style. Um, it's got these clawed foot armchairs. Uh, two of them in front of a fire that's roaring away at the moment, um, and, a, and, a, and a thick rug on the ground. Uh, some there's some hunting trophies up on the wall, some uh, antlered um, beasts, some elk. Uh, and uh, he says you can make yourself at home in here. Uh, I also have a, a study over here if you if you have any interest in books. And he opens up the, the other door on the other side of this hall, um, and there's a, a, a very nice, warm, cozy little library nook effectively with just two walls full of uh, of, of elven books can you live can i live with this guy <laughs> oh he's in cure wounds before bed yeah we could do um and then he uh, he shows you uh, around a little bit further he shows you to the end of the hall there is a, a bit of a kitchen he walks past some stairs some like nice um uh uh those stairs with the like the stair runner i can't remember if they've got a, a name it's like a table runner, but down the stairs, like the one that's where the carpet is just coming down. Like it's got like a half a foot of not carpeted parts on either side of the stairs. Is there a word for that? Somebody knows it, I'm sure. I'm not too good at in- interior decoration. It's one of those stairs that's uh, carpeted halfway down. Is it called a stair runner? I got it right. There you go. Unless Wraith's just having me on. Um. Uh. We we decided to stay with uh, Githrin. Uh, we walk past the stairs though to the end of the hall, and there is a um, there is a cupboard under the stairs. They, he doesn't open or show show us, uh, but he t- opens the kitchen and says, "You're welcome to anything that you find in here. Any of the the uh, items of food or anything. We've got uh, a storage box, a cool a cooler box just underneath the uh, the back door." Um, and he opens this back door, shows you down the steps, and kind of gestures underneath the house. There's like a almost like a coal sh- coal shaft kind of thing. He says, just down there's a a cooler shaft down. It goes down into the uh, the basement, and we keeps uh, cold storage. There's plenty of meats down there if you wanted it. Uh, a few fish as well, dried fish and things. Um, and, and he shows you inside to his pantry. You're welcome to help yourself to any foods while you're while you're here. Uh, I'm appreciative for what you've done, and I. I'm enjoy. I, can't, I, I actually I don't mind saying that I would enjoy the company as well. Um, I, I I I'm not sure that I would manage to uh, to maintain my work integrity if it was if if I was left to my own thoughts right now. Uh, and he closes the door. Offer to make him yeah. Offer to make him dinner or pan pipes that could work. Yeah, we need to we need hugs. Um, so he he takes you back out of the kitchen. He says, "I'll just show you to your room, and then you can decide whether or not you want to sleep now or later." Um, I hope the bed is comfortable enough for you. I only use it for a, a couple of hours each night, if that. Um, and so, and so uh, 
I, I, I often tend to just meditate in one of the armchairs in the lounge, to be honest. I don't really use my room very often at all. He takes you up the stairs and there's just two rooms up here. Um, he shows you into uh, one of them. It's the larger of the two. He says, this is the, uh, the, the, the master, I suppose you'd call it. This is the room that I have. Um, uh, it's, it's got this lovely looking bed. It's not a four poster or anything. It's nothing fancy. It's just a simple bed that's in the corner, a single bed. Um, he says, sometimes I like to lie down and meditate properly. And so I use the beds. Uh, but there's a chest of drawers. There's a full length standing mirror. There's a nice rug on the ground in here as well. A nice view uh, over the front of the house and, and, and to the print fields. And he says, uh, and then this one's over here. This one, uh, you can use this one if you like. I suppose, theoretically, you could use either. I just... I don't know, it feels odd to, uh, to to use somebody else's bed for a lot of people. And he closes the door to his own, he gestures into his. Um, a similar looking room in the other side, uh, but uh, just on a smaller scale, there's no full length mirror. There's only one bookshelf uh, and um, a few, there's only one um, chest of drawers is what I meant. Uh, no, uh, There's a dresser with like a, a standing mirror on top of it, but no full length mirrors. Um, yeah, uh, most of the books are in Elvish. You can ask him if he's got any in common, if you'd like, if that's what you want to do with your downtime. Uh, but he says, you're welcome to drop any of your gear here. Um, I, I can see that you're carrying a lot of your your uh, outlander equipment, your your the things that you, to help you survive in the wilderness, I'm sure. Uh, you're welcome to drop it at the foot of your bed now, or you can... You can um, you can you can sleep here if you like. I, I I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I'm, uh, I'm going to head downstairs now anyway. I think I could do with uh, a little bite to eat. So what should we do now then, guys? So um, we've got a few different options. We've got some people saying we should cook him dinner. Some people saying we should play him the panpipes to try and uh, take his mind off it. Some people saying we should give him a hug or try and read a book. Try and ask him if he wants to read a book. Chill by the fire. Eat. Relax. Uh, is there anything we want to do with our downtime? Is there, Do we want to try and learn Elvish from him? That was something that was mentioned last week when we asked about what we should be doing. Heal ourselves, make some dinner. What do we want to do? A bit weird to use his food supplies to cook him dinner in, in his own home. Maybe, but it's a nice gesture. If he's going to be cooking dinner, you can say, no, no, you sit down and relax, I'll cook the dinner. But also don't sit down and relax because I don't know where anything is. Uh, <laughs> I'll cook dinner with your supplies. Okay, now where are your frying pans? Okay, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now you can go and relax. Oh, but before you go, is it, where's your seasoning? It's in here? Okay, cool. Oh, uh, come back again. Where's your this? Where's your that? Where's your... Pan pipes and healing. I want to check his bedroom. Maybe there's clues on why his people were targeted. Maybe. <laughs> in his bedroom? <laughs> I wouldn't want a guest to cook in my home. That's my job, but that's my own preferences. Fair enough. Maybe cook with him and chat. Offer to make him dinner as thanks for the bed for the night. Healing for sure. Yeah, we should heal ourselves for sure, I reckon. Don't just jump straight into the kitchen. Ask him first. Make him, let's make him booze with our brewer's kit. We do have a brewer's kit. We could potentially brew him up something if we wanted. Wouldn't, I don't know how, I don't know anything about alcohol. I don't know anything about alcohol. Help me out. How long does it take to brew some booze? Can you brew booze in a night? I don't know. Somebody help. All of these things. Just brew them up something nice. In a night? I don't know if you can do that. 
What's in that bottle again? <laughs> Water, I swear. Takes several weeks, does it? We could start brewing him something, I guess. I feel like I should do a poll here because there's lots of different options here. Everybody's thinking of different things. So we've got five options. Let's go. Cook with or for him, playing panpipes, read him a book, learn Elvish from him. Um, can't think of any. That'll do. That'll do, donkey. Let's just make let's just make it a simple one minute poll. Nice one minute poll. There you go. We will be doing our cure wounds if we still have a spell slot by the time we go to bed. Oh, brew. We start brewing. That should have been the fifth option. I forgot. Could distill something in a night, but not the initial brewing. Can we not do a few of them? It's getting late. We've got enough time to, like, maybe we can play the pan pipes as we eat, uh, after we've eaten or something. I think the dinner, because it's seconded. Play some music, because likewise, and then talk. Magic breweries. Magic breweries probably exist, where they can magic up some brew in a in double time or whatever. But It would be more likely to be like magic items. A magic barrel that distills things in half the time or something. I don't know. Playing the panpipes. All right, that came out. Eked in in front of uh, cook with him and love, learn Elvish from from him. All right, so we are going to. We think we feel it's more important to uh, play the panpipes than we do to make him some food. So while he, um, while we, if it's a tie, we add in brewing as a third option. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so while he decides to cook dinner, uh, we have to cook dinner, but we also realize we're probably going to be more hindrance than help. Um, uh, and he did say that he, he did specifically say that he wanted the distraction. He doesn't want to think about the family yet, um, because it'll distract him from his harvesting work tomorrow. So we think, you know what, let's hit, let's let him handle the cooking. He knows where everything is. He knows what food he's got. He knows what items he uses to cook with. Um, but we will play in the panpipes as he cooks to see if we can do a good job of that. Um, we are proficient in panpipes, as we can see over there. So we're going to make a performance check. Uh, we're not proficient in performance, so we just add our panpipes proficiency to our charisma check. So it's basically a plus three. Tell you what I'll just do. I'll just do roll, roll d20. Um, exclamation mark roll. And it'll be uh, d20 plus three because it's plus one for our charisma plus two more for our uh, I didn't it turns out I didn't ask fancy for a pan pipes because I didn't anticipate it coming up too often I guess forgot about it so performance check and also sometimes it's a like you manipulate it around a bit most often when you're playing the pan pipes it's going to be a charisma based one but sometimes you might change it up if you're trying to think of a new song maybe it's a uh, if you're trying to remember the tune to a song it might be an intelligence-based panpipes. If you're trying to just jam a new a new one right off the top of your head, that might be a wisdom-based panpipes. I don't know. If you're trying for a particularly difficult and, and fast-moving uh, piece, where you, what am I doing? That's not you don't do that with. It's like this one, isn't it? If you're doing a fast-moving panpipe one where you've got lots of different notes to hit, it might be a dexterity-based one. All right, so let's see. Roll d20 plus three. 
Pow. A nine, total nine. It's below average, below, like really below average for us, slightly below average for a regular person. Um, maybe that's just because of how he he tech takes it. Maybe he doesn't. Um, maybe maybe dwarven dwarven um, panpipe music is not up to the same sort of standards as as beautiful elvish panpipe music. Epis keeps Epis keeps splitting notes. Yeah, it's not the greatest. It's not it's not bad. It's not bad to listen to. It's just like not to his taste, perhaps. But he's polite enough to not really mention it. Um, Let's actually supplemental. I'm gonna make a an insight check to see if we realize how to play a wind wind instrument with busted ribs. Good point, Sparrow. Yes, uh, I'm gonna make an insight check to see if we work out if we can tell that he's not enjoying it. Uh, a ten, ten total. Uh, we we don't really pick up on the fact that he's not super enjoying it either. Um, he's not. He's not. He, I think he's enjoying your company more than he's disliking the panpipes. So it's just something he's like. Yeah, I'll, it's it's fine. I'm not going to applaud him, not going to sing his uh, skills from the rafters, but he, he's doing fine. <laughs> if I was sad and someone played panpipes at me, they'd be pulling them out from somewhere unsavory. <laughs> he appreciates that you're making an effort and distracting him. Um, ditch the pipes and just chat. Yeah, so... Um, so what the hell is I saying? So yeah, he, make, he makes the dinner. We finish our pan pipes. We put them away. We uh, eat the dinner and chat a little bit over that, um, just about the day. Is there anything that in particular that you guys want to hear from him uh, over dinner as you're chatting? You're starting to get tired. You realise that you're going to be going to bed pretty much straight up straight after eating. Um, so you've got just general chit over ch chit chat over um, over dinner in order to learn learn anything or talk to him about anything in particular if you want to uh learn the elven words for the flower things yeah sure you um he, he talks to you about the flowers he teaches you some elven words for the flowers uh just the different flower parts he teaches you the elvish words for uh for the different parts the different um botanical parts of a flower let me pull up let me pull up my elvish uh let me pull up my elvish notes you know all, all my notes on on elvish I've, I've i've gone into an entire language of elves uh i've i've, I've done a jrr talking and i've come up with entire languages of elves he says that the stem of the flower is called the coursing uh and he and he and he says that the uh the petals of a flower are called a petal <laughs> uh and the the sepal of the flower is called the sepal apparently um the uh let's see the leaves Leaves of the flower are called the dale. There you go. Elvish. What else is there? Stamen. What's the stamen of a flower? Apparently stamen. Come on, Welsh. Get some better words. How about mir mir miri mirigerin? Mirigerin is also uh, is is also stamen apparently. Or maybe even brig brigerin or frigerin. They're also all stamen. Don't know what the different contexts. Roots. The roots are oh bloody hell. Gradio. Apis I think struggles with that one because Robert struggles with that one. Gradio. There you go. Elvish is easy. Easy peasy look. <laughs> I suspect googling. What are you talking about? What? 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 
I'm hurt. Hurt that you would even suggest that I would Google these words in an English to Welsh translator on Google. Imagining J.R.R. struggling to read his his own language gives me so much joy. Yeah. Elvish language is Welsh, that's correct. Yeah. I, uh, Elvish in my world is based on Welsh because then it gives me consistency when I'm naming things. I usually take the Welsh and change a couple of the letters, mix it around a bit. Boom. Elvish. Next morning comes. Uh, sorry. The evening finishes. We've finished talking to this guy about Elvish words for things. Uh, we talked to him uh, a little bit about the the history of print farming. He, he doesn't really get into it in too much detail. He just explains that um, that he's been doing it for all of his life, uh, and he's uh, in his. He doesn't give you an exact age. You don't, and nor do you ask because it would probably be a little bit rude. And we are above average on charisma, so we would be smart enough to know that it would be rude to ask for a specific age to someone we've barely met. Um, but he says that he alludes to the fact that he's been print farming for over three hundred years. Um, we we ask him how he got into it, and he says that his family were always print farmers, um, and that uh, he's he inherited these fields when his uh, his parents moved away. Um, then he uh, cleans up the the dinner dishes. We help him to wash the dishes and dry them, put them away and whatnot, and then we head to bed. Um, we are falling asleep while he is showing no signs of tiring, being that he's an elf and doesn't sleep. Um, <clears throat> he, we leave him reading a book in the uh, in the lounge in one of the uh, clawfoot armchairs in front of the fire. When we head up to the room, um, and as we strip off our, our leather armor and whatnot, we see a, a large bruise starting to emerge from the um, the the ribs again. We've healed them once, and and the bruise went away, uh, but we realize that the it's still going to keep coming back while ever the ribs are um are injured so we rub them uh we rub the the our our hand over them and as we rub we feel our hand getting warmer and warmer as per the blessings of both uh flown and shale and um and uh ultimes the two gods that we have interacted with directly through our spell casting um and we um, we feel the the warmth seep down into the intercostals and into the mo into the bo bones themselves, and we feel the pain of the the um, uh, the the, the uh, bruising go away. Uh, and we look down, and sure enough, we see that the the bruises themselves have receded again, and we feel the bones are starting to stitch back together. They're starting to do their thing. And then we lie down to sleep, and we 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 dream of uh, another time. We dream of other things. We dream of of. Uh, adventures gone by. Heal our wounds, correct. Yep, we did that. Slap Githran's hands away from the washing up. That's our job. Yeah, we helped. We helped that. We interact with gods. In a in a very indirect way, Mystical Gun, yes. We were granted spellcasting through a prophetic dream that we had. Um, and the first time that we used each of those spells, we, we felt like we were communicating, well, like hearing a message from the gods. There are a lot of gods in this world. Flonan Shael is the god of healing, or a god of healing, uh, and Altamez is a god of hunting. And being that we are a ranger and we have cure wounds as one of our spells, we can heal and hunt very well. And so we felt like we were we were getting messages from our gods that were blessing us. Um, 
no particular prophetic dreams. We can we dream about a bunch of different things. Apis is Apis uh, as 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 individual synapses of Apis's mind. Each of you can choose whatever you think Apis would be dreaming about at certain times during the night, but nothing prophetic. No level ups yet. You feel like maybe if you finish this uh, this particular elven arc um, with the these uh, these villages, perhaps if you help them with the tonight's um, harvest, then potentially you've earned enough experience and milestones to level up at that point. Hint, hint. <laughs> we should stay awake a little bit longer, sleep through the day, so we have enough energy for tonight. Good question. Good, good thinking, mystical gun. <laughs> We have to harvest during the day. Only the petal, uh, only the leaves. So the leaves are during the day. The sepals are at nightfall. Uh, the petals are during the night. It's a it's a difficult to determine time, but we feel like we did very well on our nature checks, so we'll be able to determine what time. Uh, and then the stem, uh, the heads are sort of as morning twilight begins, and then the stem is for is is like right before morning light. The morning, uh, the morning comes. We are well rested. We are back up to full hit points. We are back up to everything that we uh, lost, which means that our our um, our lucky horseshoe has replenished as well. Um, is there anything else? Our health is back up to full. We didn't. We hadn't taken any hit points. Um, we wake up feeling um, pretty pretty well rested. We sort of give a stretch and oh, there's a twinge in the, the side again. Oh yeah, that's right. I've got broken ribs. Forgot about that. Um, but we kind of do a little self reflection. We press and prod and poke and yeah, actually it feels like they're pretty good. Yeah, it feels like they're pretty good. You kind of stretch a little and oh yeah, you can, when you stretch, you really feel it kind of twinge, but otherwise, otherwise they're pretty good. You look down, there's the faintest bruise between that's kind of like highlighting one particular, um, uh, rib that you're like oh yeah I think that one's the one that's still broken then seems like we're we're getting pretty good but you'll you feel like you're pretty uh, pretty good um do you want to use a cure wounds on this on this rib or not because you'll be down the the downside is you'll be down one spell slot for the day uh you don't know what the day holds obviously but you'll be down a spell slot for the day um the upside is you'll be you'll be uh, in better tip-top shape for um for tonight's uh, for today and tonight's uh, harvesting so what do you guys think should we do it or not need to be at our best we should we should use the cure spell yes yes we should if we take the day easy save it for tonight we'll have okay for the harvest yep true rogue says yes elziel says hold off our ribs are pretty great. They are pretty great, but they're not fully fixed yet. They're still, we can leave it there and just let them heal naturally from here, but it'll take another however long ribs take to, to fix. Hey, Miss Bowman, just as just as I'm asking a, a, a medical question, you're here. Katrina's here as well. How long do ribs, how, do, how long does a broken rib usually take to, to heal itself IRL? I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of other factors i'm sure but it as a general rule of thumb give me a give me a ballpark figure if i was to break my ribs how long how long would it would i be looking at uh, rehabilitating them we should cure our ribs before the harvest so no injuries happen during that yes two to three weeks maybe more six months says mystical gun 
So yeah, if we can fix them in a couple of days with cure wounds, uh, rather than a few weeks. If we left them at this point to heal from this point, um, the way that I heal about three years, <laughs> and they'd be they'd end up looking like that, <laughs> just poking out of my body at various angles. Can we cast cure wounds twice? We can. Yes, we've got two spell slots per day, so we can cast any spells that we know up to twice per day. One day, yeah, medical knowledge is way off. I know medicals, and I, I know med medicine is stuff. I know medicine and stuff. About six weeks, depending on how much of an idiot you are about it. Yeah, same, but same with the fingers too. Do we need the other spell for Zephyr? I don't know. Save the cure for tonight before we have to work. All right, well, there's enough descent that we're gonna need to know. We're gonna need to poll it. We're gonna need to poll it out because we're uh, use cure wounds now. If we don't use it now, we can always use it again right before we start doing the harvest later on in the day. But it just doesn't it doesn't uh, immediately capitalize on our being well rested and having uh, having our um, ribs in tip top shape for the day. So do we use our cure wounds on ourselves or not? Uh, the the poll is currently in favor of yes, use it right now. So if you want to get your vote in, make sure you vote. You've got a few seconds left to vote no if you want to. Yes, all right. So yes, we are going to use it right now. So we. We have a little think. We we sort of weigh up the pros and cons. Apis lies in bed and thinks, "Do we use it? Do we not? Do I do I know, do I know what's going to be for the day?" But ultimately, they think, "You know what? I need to be on my best performance for today. I want to be there for uh, for the elves of this village. Um, they've been very kind to me. Uh, I need to be I need to be on my tip top shape. Yeah, I'll I'll do it, and I'll just hope for the best." So again, reminiscent of last night, we give it a good old rub down, um, and we and we feel the warmth uh, radiate from our hands into our body um, and when we pull our hand away the, the bruise is gone and we stretch it's gone yep we stretch we stretch both ways we turn we twist we pull ourselves we, we get grab hold of the door frame and really pull it's gone yeah no pain at all we are back to tip top shape this is uh, there's no sign of the break at all as far as we can tell we are a-okay, 100%. Our ribs are back to normal. And that's the power of magic, cutting down on uh, cutting down on a six-week <laughs> six healing uh, process to uh, three sessions of, uh, of cure wounds and another session of, of uh, salves, effectively. Still, don't overdo it today. No, I mean, never overdo it. That's why it's called overdoing it. <laughs> The morning comes. You've uh, you've healed yourself up. You head downstairs. Um, you find that uh, Delwar is already uh, sorry. Yeah, Delwar is already there um, and is helping uh, with Githrin. They're talking to each other in Elvish in their lounge as you as you walk in. They're speaking to each other from the two different armchairs. Um, first time one party's got a majority. Yeah, man, it's been a while. If you voted her out, we were stealing her. We were gonna come over and kidnap her, take her to our place. Um. They're speaking to each other in Elvish as you enter, and they they both turn and say, "Oh, uh, 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 good morning. I, uh, I I hope we didn't wake you. We were getting a little bit, uh, uh, what's the word in common? Uh, we were getting a little bit uh, vocal, a little bit loud. Uh, uh, hopefully you're okay. Uh, no, 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 no problem. You didn't wake me. I, um, 
I was just uh, just doing my stretches and things in my morning. Um, I'm ready to tackle the day whenever you're available. Uh, if if you if you when do we start on this um, these leaves things? And he goes, it, it, I like your eager attitude, but uh, it's fine. You're not you're not okay. Uh, you're, you're not needed uh, just yet. Uh, uh, I'll I'll I'll, gra- I'll gather you when I uh, when I need you. Uh, is there anything I can do for you uh, this morning? Would you like a, a breakfast or something? You you like to eat uh, when you wake? Um, so what do we want to do with our with our morning? Apparently we're not going to be needed until around noon. So what do you reckon we do with our our downtime in the morning? On such a day, um, we could try and find someone to teach us Elvish with some downtime. Um, there's a pretty good chance that uh, the town. It's pretty good chance that the town that is that pretty much revolves around the harvesting of print flowers is going to all be pretty much busy on today, so I don't think we'll be able to find time to, uh, to to find anyone to teach us any Elvish this morning, but we can certainly try if we want. Have some breakfast, pra- practice the panpipes, we could practice the panpipes, yeah. I mean, if you, like, that's a legitimate thing we could actually do, Gus, I know you were kind of joking, but... Um, if we wanted to practice panpipes with our downtime, we can train towards having expertise in it, which would mean you add four to your modifier instead of two. Um, so we would do a panpipe check and add five, because it's a charisma plus uh, plus twice our proficiency level, and at this level our proficiency is two. So we could train towards having expertise in in panpipes, and then we're almost always guaranteed a a good uh, performance out of them. Uh, breakfast, and then maybe if he has Elvish Common to Dictionary, some books in common we could read for the morning. Yeah, could do. Could have some breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. Having some breakfast, yeah, gonna say, uh, offer to make food and ask about the Elvish names for different things that you cook. Sure. We have food people, give us breakfast. It seems like it. Every every one of Apis's uh, uh, synapses is in conjunction for this morning. Get the food. <laughs> All right. So we will uh, we'll get some breakfast. We we offer to make the breakfast and uh, and let's make a let's make a persuasion roll to see how persuasive we are about the breakfast. Um, yeah, we we're mildly persuasive about it. We're like you know what no 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 we we don't take no for an answer and we say let's I'll I'll, I'll do it. I, I I was watching you cook last night. I know where you keep your food. Uh, I know where you keep your your pots and pans and things. I can cook your breakfast if you've uh, if you want it if you if you're hungry. Uh, and he says, uh, uh, "Yes, actually, I, I was. We were just talking about um, how we need to eat before we head out. We're a little bit busy, but um, yes, I, I, I will accept graciously. Uh, you will, you will be saving me some time having to cook if you, if you do the cooking. Um, uh, just so you know, uh, Delois is vegetarian. Um, so uh, anything you, you cook, just make sure that uh, it's, it's, it's edible for both. Uh, right, yeah, I'll, I'll get on that right now." Um, so we uh, question, good question, Mr. Golgun. We we haven't actually asked um, about what the magic of a print flower is. We just know that they are used in healing salves and potions. That's all that we have picked up from context. We haven't yet actually had any sort of breakdown as to what they do. Uh, so we go off and make them garlic and fish, nom nom nom. Garlic and potatoes, nom nom nom. We make a make put together the breakfast. Let's have a little cooking check. So we are not proficient in cooking tools, cooking utensils. That is actually a tool that you can take proficiency in. Uh, but instead, we took brewers' tools and panpipes. 
So we are going to don't make us bad assistants by mixing up meat into the vegetarian's food. Yeah. Garlic potatoes does sound nice. Alright, let's do a skill check. It's gonna be a cooking cooking utensils tools. Uh, it's going to be somewhat intelligent. I'm gonna make it an intelligence-based one because it's about using the ingredients that we have at hand and coming up with something delicious for breakfast using that. So it's intelligence-based cooking utensils tools and we don't have cooking utensils proficiency so it's just straight intelligence. Boop, like so. Ooh, ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a hard breakfast. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It wasn't a nat one. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been one worse than it was. But that is not a good breakfast. Um, yeah, should we horse you? Should we horse you immediately on the on the day of the on the day of the print flower uh, harvest? Should we horse you? All right. So um, just for breakfast, yeah. So we uh, we start cooking this breakfast up. Uh, the two of them start talking. Um, they. Uh, then uh, Mel appears at the back door and is like, Good morning, Apis. It's good to see you. Did you sleep well? Yeah, slept very well, thank you. Um, uh, Mel, how did you sleep? Were you out in the fields? Uh, yes, it was very beautiful sleep. I had, I had visions of uh, interesting, that, that uh, you called it sleep. Yes, I had some more of those last night. It was did not feel the same, but uh, it was... It was beautiful. It was just kind of calming. I think I think it was the the, the print flowers um, that were that were invading my my mind. It was beautiful. Uh, I was sleeping around, not in the flowers, but uh, nearby, and it was nice. Uh, oh yeah. So what was your? And you you take take interest in her having uh, dreams again, and wonder if it was prophetic, and you start to ask her about that. And that's uh, that's nice. Uh, but it wasn't like it didn't feel like the the same one where you were like learning new new things. You didn't feel more powerful when you woke. No, I didn't feel. Uh, too... What is that uh, smell? Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> you turn around and you. Oh shit! <laughs> Oh crap! That's ah, oh, it's burnt. Ah oh, shit. Uh, uh, run. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, should we slide of hand to scrape the failure into the bin? We could do. Yeah. What do you guys think? Should we sneakily throw it out and try again, or should we? Should we try and? Uh, <laughs> sense constitution checks. What do you think? Should we? Should we try and get rid and? Oh, should we own up to it? Let's try. All right, let's try. We're going to start sleight of hand, try and get rid of it. Um, so this is a, I think it's an all-round, it's more of a stealth check than a sleight of hand because you're, you're trying to, uh, you're trying to dispose of it in a way that the smell of burning food doesn't, um, doesn't permeate the house as well. All right, so stealth check, uh, 17 plus 4, 21. We we use we use Mel. We're like, come in for a second, and she comes in and starts making noise so that to to cover up for the clanging of the. Uh, you hear a voice. Is that, uh, is that is that what's that noise? It's just it's just my friend Mel. It's just a bee. It's not nothing to worry about. Uh, you go back to what you're doing, and you convince him to go back. And Mel's sounds of flying covers over the the sounds of your terrible breakfast. Uh, you, you you scrape out the stuff into like a bucket and then you take the bucket out inside and chuck it into a nearby bush um, and then come back down again. Yeah, your, your, your kitchen survived the ogre but burnt down in my cooking. All right, so we go back in and we're going to try again. All right, 
thankfully they haven't noticed uh, that we terrif ter ter terrifyingly uh, destroyed that breakfast. Um, what did I make it? I made it an intelligence check. Uh, next time, next time is much better. We we refuse to get distracted by Mel appearing and talking to her, um, and so we focus on the thing and uh, avoid conflict. Yeah, that's right. So we use as much as we need, uh, and then we realize I I've used up double the resources for this. I think I'll go hungry, and I'll just say that I've eaten mine already, because then it makes sense as to being like, why did he? Why? 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 Why did? Um, why did the 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 food come out? Um, later than usual and also with more portions needed so epis decides like i'll i'll i'll, I'll just avoid my i'll just eat some of my rations today um, so we, we walk through and we we serve them theirs and uh, you not uh, did you not uh, oh yeah sorry i was so famished i ate as i was as i was going uh that's why it took a little longer i'm sorry it is i was going but um i'm full now thank you <laughs> Yeah, that's my that's my full stomach uh, rumbling away. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna head out with uh, with Mel to do a little trip of the the prin flowers to just you know just to get a grips of what I'll be dealing with later. Uh, I'll be back before noon. Uh, he says, "Great, uh, right, right you are then. Uh, good day." I'm gonna need a, a deception check to see how well we pulled that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely full now. Yeah, that's that's me. That's my full sounds. <laughs> Walk out. The two of them just look at you confused, like clearly, well, I don't know why why Apis doesn't want to eat our food, but whatever. They've obviously got a reason for themselves. I don't know. They just turn back and finish their conversation while they're eating. Uh, we we head outside and we eat one of our rations. Uh, we finish. We help ourselves to our day's rations. Do I have rations written on here somewhere? I thought I did. Do I not have rations in my? Uh... Oh, that's weird. Like all of this inventory stuff, and I don't even have rations there. <laughs> it rumbles the word feed me. Feed me. I'm so hungry. Sound of a stomach gurgle is called bor borborigmi, 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 huh? Borborigmi. I get lots of I get borborigmi quite often. Stomach's always talking to me. At least did they eat it and not get all cautious with us being sus? They definitely ate it. They didn't have a reason to uh, think that we were poisoning them. But um, they ate it and then just thought that we were fasting, maybe, or we had a, an eating disorder and didn't want to talk about it. Or for some reason, they just thought that we were, they knew we were lying, but they didn't know why. Um, all right. Where were we? It's a local tavern and eat. There's no local tavern. It's a too, too tiny a town for having a tavern, really. Eat bread and some honey milk. Oh, some honey melt produces. Maybe. Bread and honey. Because um, I always skip meals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Alright, so we we finish uh, a ration instead to have it. 
we finish our Russians, we go for a walk with Mel, we walk and talk. Um, there's nothing new to really glean um, mechanics-wise. We don't learn anything new about the world or anything through Mel, but Mel, we enjoy talking to Mel and uh, and just catching up with her. It's been we, we haven't really spent a lot of time with her in the last um, the last day. Then Mel, uh, she's she talks back. There's nothing else to to talk about unless you guys have anything that you wish to ask Mel or talk about with Mel. Does does Apis's mind ping with anything that uh, Apis wants to talk about? Mystical Gun wants to ask Mel something. Does she need breakfast? Um, what a what do bees even eat? They eat nectar, and then use the pollen. Pollen just sticks to them passively to, uh, to to pollinate the flowers, but they eat the nectar and then they turn the nectar into like a bee vomit, which they then use as honey, right? And then they eat the hun eat the honey to feed the kids. So I don't know how bees work. Something like that, isn't it? I don't know. What is what is what do bees actually eat? Just nectar. Um. Does she need breakfast? Now she she's eaten nectar from flowers, I guess, in the area. She lives. She's in a forest. She's in a wood elf forest, so she can definitely find enough uh, flowers to eat nectar from, I guess. Um, point out that yes. So mystical gun. So we, as we walk and talk with Mel, we we're walking around the print flowers and we're pointing out the all the things that we learned about them yesterday. And Mel says, uh, uh, "Yes, I would be. I would be happy to help you. That uh, I, I was. I was flying over them this morning, and they, they sound. They smell so beautiful. And uh, I can. I can actually pinpoint where uh, which ones are about to bloom before they bloom uh, because of my scent. I don't really see in the same ways as you do. I don't think, but uh, I don't really uh, see. But I, I. I can smell. I. I get this on sort of scent map of the area." And I can I can tell uh, from that uh, which ones are about to bloom. Um, and so she she um, she is going to help us with it, and she'll give us advantage on the perception checks needed for picking them out effectively. Uh, her wings are back to tip top as well. She didn't have quite as much damage to her wing as we did to our ribs, and so a single uh, cure wounds was enough to fix her. She's all fixed up. Do we make up signals to communicate in stealth situations? Oh, we could do that. Yeah, we've got a whole morning with her, so maybe we do that. She got badly wounded, killing off the last of the goblins. She's doing all right now. She's like a slowly healing. Now she's she's had a day. Now she's uh, she's back to tip top. When harvesting honey, you need to leave enough for the bees not to starve. So they do actually use the honey as the the food source for themselves. Yeah, bees can't instead of thieves can't. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, I said one of her legs had almost sliced off. Yeah, I'm totally not going back on things that I definitely remember saying last time. She's fine. We, we, cure, we cure wounds to her, didn't we? And didn't, uh, and, and for all we know, Delwa was helping her with some things as well. Delwa's been, been helping her with stuff. She's fine. Um, so we, I'm, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make um, an animal, an intelligence-based animal handling check. So what that means, uh, it also said last time that her leg was okay. So there you go, boom, consistency. 
animal uh, intelligence-based animal handling check because we're coming up with a new language effectively, a new sign language that we can use with Mel. And I'm going to see how well we do. This is not just a one and done thing. It's not like I roll really well here and we've suddenly got a sign language. It's going to be an it's going to be a work in progress. We're going to be working on it together. Um, what's it going to be? I'm going to put animal. I'm just going to put animal handling. Um, but animal handling will come up as a wisdom-based one. So it'll say the number plus four. But because it's an intelligence based, it's actually plus five. So whatever it rolls, plus one. Uh, so we got nat 20 plus four plus one. So we've actually got a nat 20 plus five. That's a 25. So we are not good at breakfast. We are good at coming up with a language to talk to uh, to talk to Melon, apparently. All right. So we uh, we we make a we we come up with a very complicated language and we've got the syntax down we've got everything learnt uh, Apis and I can uh, Apis and Apis uh, Apis and Mel can completely communicate in any circumstance under any situation with a nat twenty boom no not quite but we do have a very solid basis um, we've got a very solid basis for um, for a a system that can work it's basically a type of sign language um, and we've come up with maybe half a dozen signs that we're both familiar with uh, signs that we are both capable of doing that basically they don't use complicated fingers uh, they just use like arm direction and stuff so that apis so that uh, mel can do the same with her legs, her front legs. She can put them in different directions and things. And we can learn from those simple things like, uh, I need you to stop, attack, be careful. I don't know, whatever whatever we need. When we need them, we realize we, we, we can allocate them at that point and say like, these are the, these are the ones that we have talked about before. Semaphore, what are you saying that for Mary G? What are we talking about? Be careful, be aggressive, be safe, be quiet. We've done very well with that. We spend the morning doing that. We get back to um, we get back to the um, uh, the 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 hut. Um, once around the the big field, we make our way back to the hut uh, just as he's coming out, and he says, um, uh, "Right, I think it's time for uh, for getting the leaves, don't you?" He walks over to the front one. He, uh, he gets down on his knees and he he smells it. And he looks at the next one. And he looks across the field. And then he uh, he plucks one of the leaves and licks the the stem real quick from um, not the stem the the um, the the part of the leaf that was cut. Yeah, it's time. Um, and he, he he crumples up the leaf that he, he had in his uh, in his hand that he's just plucked and, and just starts chewing on it and he says right times now and he calls out to the uh, dozen or so helpers that he's got around this this thing and he says uh, uh, let's pluck those leaves and he and um, around you you've each got um, you've each been given a, uh, a sash kind of thing with uh, a large satchel on the side of it. Uh, that you can pluck the put, pluck the leaves and put them into. Um, this is not a good time for that mystical gun. No, they're all t much too busy to stand and talk to you at the moment. So you're going to be all rushing around this field as quickly as you can, plucking these leaves. So with advantage, um, because of our successful training yesterday, we are going to be making uh, sleight of hand checks. 
sleight of hand to pluck the leaves well. When is our other friend coming back with help? Good question, Nicole. Um, you do you do look around seeing this, and you see that Verin is there. Uh, Verin and like that's why there's like a dozen people here when there were only like half a dozen came for the um, the training yesterday. There's like a dozen others because there's now like uh, three or four have been brought back with uh, what's his face with Verin, and they are all helping as well. So with advantage, uh, that is not good, but with advantage. We get to roll that again. Uh, better, yeah, fifteen. Uh, roll for each part. One one skill one one skill a challenge skill challenge roll for each uh, each stage of the um, the the process. So we we head around the sides of the field at first, knowing that we can't really pluck our way through the uh, pick and pluck our way through the the fields. So we we pluck at the um, the leaves until we've got a big bag, and then we head back to the cottage and we exchange it for an empty bag. Continue around. Uh, we've got several bags full by the um, by sort of um, mid afternoon, uh, and the and the field has gone from this this beautiful field of uh, hot pink. Um, sorry, no hot. Yeah, the hot pink comes in the morning and then it opens up and as it opens up it goes through pink into white so um the bulb uh, bulbs are all just hot pink this morning but just with flush with a deep green underneath it um, and at the end of that you can see a lot more brown poking through as well from the the areas of the this field that have just had these leaves uh, decimated um more than decimated i hate that word oh, I, hate, I, can, I can never use it for the word that i want to use it for because i always am too bloody pedantic for my own mind about it i'm like oh i can't use it because that's not what decimated means i just wish i didn't know what decimated means because then i'd use it in the way that I, that everybody wants to use it and not the way that's like actually what it means um so by the end of the by the by the um late evening uh, late afternoon early evening it's a it's a field of of stalks and and flowers only and no leaves at all so we succeeded on the on the um, the leaves. We've got a couple of hours maybe to kill before the um, got a couple of hours to kill before the uh, the the nightfall before twilight begins. And so we stop for lunch. We stop for a late lunch. So we have lunch. Somebody else cooks for us, thankfully. <laughs> um, uh, and we talk to Delwar over the um, we talk to Delwar about the. Uh, the specifics of what the leaves are for. Delois explains that the leaves are the primary ingredient in the salves that he's been using. Um, not potions or uh, bases for potions, but these are the specific ingredients for the salves. So now he's got a lot of ways of, um, he's got a lot of ways to create more of the salve that he's been using to heal things with, to heal uh, uh, long running uh, injuries and things like like your ribs or, and stuff like that um so we have our lunch we we prepare uh, we prepare for the next stage the the more time sensitive stage as soon as the sun sets it's on uh, the the flowers begin to open and so we get get ourselves into a position where we at the edge of the field we thank ourselves we thank thank our uh, genetics for giving us dark vision and we get ourselves ready we're in the space we're in the zone we've got mel we've, mel's flying over the thing the sun's going down in the east in the west uh and it's and it's 
it's just poked beneath the tree line now. So it's beneath the canopy, but it's not over the horizon yet. Even though we can't see the horizon, we can see the can we can see the, uh, uh, the the sun is still peeking through the trees. So we are ready. Some of the flowers start to open already. the The flowers have been tricked into thinking it was night before it actually is. So those ones are the the early the early um, adopters, and we start to we start to point those out to people. Um, we're going to need with advantage a skill check on our perception. Um, we actually have Mel's help as well. So advantage, advantage because of our training, we succeeded on two of the three tasks, uh, but double advantage effectively because of uh, Mel. So what I'm gonna do with this is I'm gonna say it's a it's advantage uh, plus three. So perception check. Hey, that's already a very good, that's already a 23. See if we can get even higher. All right, so it's not gonna get higher than 23, but that's a 25 rather, not 23. 25, all right. So with the 25, we have got this. We are in the zone, we are ready. Our our ribs are feeling perfect. We've got Mel's help. We've, uh, we've had a, a delicious lunch, late lunch. Uh, we're feeling well rested. Um, we spot all the flowers. We spot them as they go. Boom! They're ping they're pinging off. It becomes like a little dance to us. They're over there. They're over here. They're over there. Mel is speaking, sh uh, shouting commands to us. Uh, she's given us these new commands as well to sign up, uh, to help with, uh, with us absolutely nailing the command thing as well. We've got we we um, we've worked out a, a real as in Mel. We're in a real uh, we're in a real drive. We're going. We're we're in the zone. We're not thinking about it. Um, and we are pointing them out to the people who can get to them, and they and we're doing we're doing very well with our descriptive uh, nature as to where they're going, and so we're really helping them get to the plants in time. Uh, ourselves, we're also seeing the ones that are pinging near nearby the um, uh, nearby the edge of the, the 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 field, so that we can get to those ones, and we can start to pl pluck the um, the uh, sepals uh, from them. It's an interpretive dance, that's right, Rogue. We're feeling really into it. We have helped a lot with that. That means that they get to, uh, they have advantage on their checks to uh, to actually get to them and do their things. So where is my, where are my dice? I need to roll for the people who are actually doing the plucking right now to see if they're doing well. Yeah, they're gonna ask us back every month. They just need to train us in, uh, trainers in how to jump around the fields without crushing flowers and then we'd be unstoppable. Alright, I need to roll sort of behind the DM screen as it were to uh, to see how the people who are actually plucking the flowers are doing. Let's not use this big boy that uh, was rolling really badly for me in my 24 hour stream. Let's use my favourite dice, there it is. Boom. No, you're the imposter that looks like my favourite. You're my favourite. There you are. Alright. And with advantage, because of our help. <laughs> nice. Alright. They do a very good job. I rolled a 19 plus their modifier would be significant. There was only one more that they could have rolled. With advantage of your your helping them, boom, 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 boom. They got a 13 and then a 19 with advantage. So your advantage actually did help them as well. We've harvested the the uh, leaves. We've harvested the sepals. 
Uh, we now need the petals. The petals come at a particular time of night. We did very well on the nature checks for those. And so uh, with advantage, because of yesterday's ability, we are going to uh, we are going to look at, for a nature check. Obviously, uh, we also have the help from the guy who's literally meant to be there. So with advantage, uh, that was an 8 or a, what was the first one? An 18. All right. Hey, we're doing pretty good. An 18. Um, so with an 18, we are in the times that um, that Githrin is not near enough to us to like point out the ones that are flowering because he can't be everywhere at once. He's helping for sure, uh, but he's helping a whole, whole bunch of people all at once. Um, he is helping us uh, every so often, but then he disappears and we have to rely on our own abilities from looking at the things that we went through yesterday. Thankfully, we did really well and we do really well again tonight, making sure that we know when the flowers are ready to have their petals plucked. Um, as they've all uh, opened up now, there's very there's very faint uh, pink among them, um, but for the most part, it's brilliant white and it is shining. Uh, what sort of moon is it tonight? Let me roll for this. What would I roll for? Um, uh, okay, so less than that and it's cloudy. It's a clear night. It's a clear night, so they the, they are particularly bright. They are They are bouncing the light off of them. Um, which means that even people without dark vision would be would be pretty okay in this field at the moment, um, but with our dark vision we can see even better. And not only that, but the petals are going to be a little bit more potent tonight because of the uh, the moon. That's the petals done. The petals are picked. Uh, now it is the now it is the waiting game. Um, you spend the night. You have a little bit of a, a snooze at various points. Once the petals are done, um, it's taken a few hours. You are feeling a little bit tired. You've started to stay up the night. You have a little power nap because you know that it's the next thing doesn't come until the sepal, the stamen needs uh, plucking, the stamen and the rest of the head. Um, uh, you you know that you you've got a couple of hours before the morning morning twilight to so see you. You, know, you catch a few Z's, um, and then you are woken up by um, a pat on the shoulder as Githrin says, "Hey," um, he says, "No, he doesn't say in Scottish." He says. Hey, I um I need you uh I need you soon. Uh, you 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 okay to carry on? You don't have to if you if you're feeling to. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're up and up and at him. Yeah. Right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, what are we doing now? It's the it's the it's the heads, right? Uh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm watching. I'm watching. Here we go. Uh, this one was the. So we did the sleight of hand check. Uh, the sleight of hand kind of was all of them, right? Isn't it? Wasn't it? Um, so we'll cut to the chase. We'll do the uh, stamen and the and the stem all as one survival check. Uh, this is the one. Ah, oh, yes, thank you, Rafe. This is the one that you were going to help in the field with. You're actually jumping around. So now I'm going to need an uh, a dexterity based athletics check. We did not do particularly good at this one, so we did not gain ourselves advantage through the practice. So this is just going to be a straight roll of the athletics check. Um, but because athletics is normally strength-based and we've got one more index than we do in strength, uh, we get to roll this and add one. And we do not have advantage. So if we if we roll poorly on this, we're going to start crushing some flowers and we might want to use that uh, once per day um, ability, which technically should have come back, I suppose, because I don't know when it refreshes. Probably in the morning, right? It would refresh at the end of a long rest. Um... Projecting his own fatigue onto Apis. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's good that Apis is tired because I can act it out real well. All right, here we go. 
skill, athletics, boom. An 18. 18's pretty good. We feel pretty nimble. We are, we've had that power nap. We feel refreshed. We are ready to go. Bam. We, we, we pick the ones out. We athletics over to them. We've plucked the, uh, the heads. We are on a roll as well. We jump from one to the next. Swipe the head off. Next one. Swipe the heads. Swipe the heads as we go. Um, and we have, we've, we've managed to harvest a decent chunk. These have been some real good rolls. We've harvested a decent um, amount of, um, decent amount of these flowers. Um, the next thing and the last thing is the survival check to see how far of this, uh, the stem we can do. And we failed this one as well. So we do not have advantage on this because we're starting to, we're, we're doubting ourselves. We had our practice, but it made us just as uh, nervous as we were before. Uh, I was just typing the word practice because I said the word practice skill survival. Um, so as we, as we do this, we're getting through and pretty quick with an 18 athletics check. We are, we are done in record time. Uh, we look over to the east and we see that there's light starting to, uh, emerge from the trees and we realize morning lights here. We need to get those stems up. We get to move. We need to move. So our final check of the night skill survival check. Here we go. It's not advantage. It's just straight roll. So if we screw it up, we might want to horseshoe. Uh, that is a screw up. That is a definitive screw up. We are about to sort of fucking lie down and roll through these flower beds because that is that is a one plus four. So I don't think I need to put it to a vote. I assume that most of you want to horse through that because you literally can't get worse than a net one. So I am going to make the definitive guess that most of you want a, a horseshoe. Hey, don't kick Nightbot. He's been doing really well for us for the most part. It's got to regress to the mean at some point. We get it back in the morning as well, and the morning's literally coming over the horizon, so why the hell not? Skill survival. Here we go. Three, two, one. Zaza. Better, much better. 18. Okay, boom. Our lucky horseshoe comes through for us. Uh, as we as we turn around, we see the light coming up, and we think, oh, shit. And we just, uh, out with... with um, with um, uh, haste and uh, and adrenaline, we reach down to just like start smashing, and we realize, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Actually, no, okay, <laughs> got to take this calmly. And luckily, the god of luck appears to us in in that moment, and uh, and stops us from just like, oh shit, and and going at it from a place of panic, and instead comes we come at it from a place of confidence, and we start moving our way through the fields, cutting and moving as we go. Um, and we, we feel by the end of it, we've done a, a very good job. We are on fire and we feel like, God damn, we, we know what we, we know how this works. We, we could, we could do this every month. Um, we're slowly becoming a real hive. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are doing great. We return with another bag, the, our bag full of, uh, of, of flower stems this time. And we, uh, had this, uh, hand this over. Um, and in the morning, uh, in the morning, we will be able to te to, to talk to um, to Delois and potentially learn from Delois like what he does with these stems and what he does with all of these individual uh, flower elements. But for now, we are exhausted. We have a level of exhaustion um, that comes on just as the sun starts to rise because we have stayed up all night. 
So we have a level of, level of exhaustion and we are knackered. We need we need to sleep um, and we need to just let these guys do what they need to do. And we can learn we can learn more about Elvish. We can learn more about the print flowers. We can learn more about the the healing process and uh, and and the salve process and the apothecary process and things once we've had a long rest. That's where we're going to leave it, guys. Uh, we are going to have a long rest. We are going to have a prophetic long rest because you guys are going to level up to level three. That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash roberthartleygm and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do and it notifies you when I go live so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.